0: Listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author and book devourer, Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, filmmaker and e reader.
1: This episode, we're solving all your book club problems and dilemmas. Y'all have a lot of them. We're here to help. But first, what are you reading, Bria? I am both reading and listening to because I downloaded it, but then I also have the book from the library How to Do Nothing Resisting the Attention Economy by Jenny O'Dell, and it's read by
0: Rebecca Gibble. And I've heard so much about this book.
1: Yeah, it's great. It, I mean, I've just started it. I think it's a little bit on my, like, because I I really like that Stolen Focus book. So this was also on a bunch of books list for 20... I think this came out in 2021, if I'm correct. And it came out... Oh, 2019. So it came out a minute ago. But it's basically this author is arguing... I mean, in the same way, there's another book I read this year called rest's Resistance where it's about the importance of taking downtime and um, how... Uh, and Odell really talks about how our attention is drawn in a million different ways and how that's kind of our most important resource. So when we can't pay attention, how harmful that is to us
0: and how
1: great it is for capitalism so So this is kind of like
0: a sister book to stolen focus it is a
1: sister book to that and i would also put rest is resistance in the same category where it's kind of like these sort of anti-capitalist pro um rest and uh manifestos and guides but it's also just sort of like hey this this what like honestly this has a bird theme to it the opening of this book is all about like uh, you can't be a bird watcher and be distracted because you have to constantly just like watch for birds and listen mm-hmm. for birds and it makes you be really present. And just the importance of being present in an economy where we are not allowed that, you know, where yeah. where we have to take our phones home with us everywhere we go just in case someone wants to talk to us or we have to check our email all the time. I'm not terribly far into it. It's not, this one, I will say it's, it's not like back to nature. It's not anti-technology. It's sort of like just this is, how can we kind of reshape this a little bit this world we're living in um
0: what are you reading i'm still reading 2022 all books we're right. <laughs> gonna to drive to your house put all those 2022 books in a pile and give them to you again in five years <laughs> Someone help me. Good thing they're, they're good, though. I am enjoying okay. them. And I will say, I got this as a recommendation from someone who was reading it in the Slack channel. Oh, good. This is not a one-way street, folks. You recommend books to us as almost as often as we recommend books to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm reading a fantasy book called The Dawn Hounds by Sasha Stronach. And it is so fucking cool. Brie. I actually think you would really like this. Yeah. So it is, uh, it's a fantasy story about this, this police officer. Um, and she has been, she just got demoted because she was found at a gay club. And uh, that they have, so they demoted her for lifestyle choices. Oh, uh, but it's in this like kind of like fantasy world. It's, it's in this like Harbor City. And like half of the city has been, has been created by a lot of like, Um, steel and iron magic and, like, the other other parts of the city that are more modern are all, like, biomagic and plant magic. Like, there's all these buildings that are basically just, like, giant mushrooms that live off of, like the breath and the sweat and whatever of the things that come off of the people who live inside of them. Mm. Like there's this one really cool scene where she breaks into a mushroom like house that hasn't been occupied for a while. And as she's inside of it, the house starts coming back to life. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So there's all this like really cool plant magic. And what happens is one night she ends up seeing something that she shouldn't see. Uh, She finds a dead body and she gets, this is not a super spoiler because it happens very early on in the book. She gets murdered by two of her fellow officers who are uh, engaged in some shady stuff. The only problem for them is she comes back to life and she gets, mm-hmm. uh, re like, she's it takes her a while to kind of figure out what's going on, but she's been uh, sort of reanimated by this ancient magic and yeah, ancient cool. power. And she finds out when she wakes back up, she has, like, powers and she can manipulate the kind of life force of this world. And she falls in with these pirates who are, you know, trying to this is uh, guys, everything, mushrooms, pirates, <laughs> magic. Guys, and it's very queer. And um, it, the author is Maori and it is very Maori inspired, which mm. is really, really cool. Uh, it's, and it's like heads up. It is, uh, the first book in a series, but the world is so fucking cool. And there's just so much cool magic and so much cool stuff that I'm it just like sucks you right in. I'm really, really enjoying it. Uh, so that is the Dawn hounds by Sasha Stronach. And my
1: how to do nothing resisting the attention economy by Jenny Abdel, read by Rebecca Gibble.
0: So we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. Joseph wrote in to say, Hi Mallory and Bria. I'm a huge fan of the show and love listening to you both every week. I'm a man him which i promise is relevant to the email your episode about gendering books brought back fond if somewhat cringy memories of myself as a teen reader when i was in middle school and early high school almost every book i read for pleasure was quote unquote a girl book Mm. because all the girls i had crushes on were reading them and i wanted to have something to talk to them about so while my 13 year old intentions may have been dubious i am grateful to have been exposed early on to titles and genres that have shaped my reading for the better Honestly, Joseph, we're here for it. We're here for you (sighs) reading a book because your crush is reading that book. Oh, that's not a bad idea. That is a great move. I I think it's a great move currently. Imagine Joseph rolling up and be like, so Babysitter's Club, right? (laughs) You were 13 years old and and a boy came up and wanted to talk to you about horse girl books. You'd be like, you are my new best friend. Yeah, it would be very cool. It would be very cool. And Carly would be cool. If someone was like,
1: I, I came up to me and said, I want to talk to you about what horse girl book you're reading. I'd be like, I'm interested in this conversation. <laughs> yeah. We all want to talk about what we're reading, including 13-year-old girls. Yeah,
0: th- this is a great idea. And also, it's just cool because that means that Joseph probably got exposed to a lot of, as, as he says, a lot of really cool stuff that isn't normally given to boys, which is, as we covered in the episode, fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Bethany wrote in and said, "Dear Brian Mallory, thank you so much for the
1: episode on Sporer. In case you don't know what that is, that mm-hmm. is mushroom-inspired horror uh, inspired by a podcast. I've gone down the rabbit hole of fungus fiction. Oh, read- that rabbit
0: hole is weird looking. Edgar Allan. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird looking hole.
1: <laughs> Yuck! Uh, I read Edgar Allan Poe's *The Fall of the House of Usher*, Mexican Gothic, and just started *What Moves the Dead*. Partway through reading, I started rain. It started raining, and now there are dozens of mushrooms sprouting in my front yard." Or are there? Um, every day there's more of them. I'm not going anywhere near them, lest they try to control my mind or lead me to some horrible fate. That Ooh, is spooky. Very uh, timely that that happened. But yeah, be careful of those be careful. mushrooms. Be don't, careful. Those... Don't get near them. Don't get near them at all. If,
0: they, if you see them inside, you should move. Very weird mushroom tangent. But when I was little, my grandfather used to help me catch mushroom people. And he would set up a little box out oh, in the yard that's... with, like, a little stick to keep it up and with this long string, like, attached all that went all the like way into cartoon. the house in a window. And I would, like, sit in the window and my grandfather would be like, okay, quick, pull it, pull it now. And I would pull the string and, like, it would knock the box down. And then before I could get out there, he would throw a bunch of mushrooms under the box. Oh, that's cute. And be like, you caught mushroom people. that turned back into mushrooms. Oh, that's a very cute game for kids. But I'm afraid that the mushroom people might be trying to move into bethany's house and take over her life completely possible do you want to read bethany's wheelhouse uh bethany's wheelhouse is female werewolves wolves biologists interacting with animals or plants in remote places historical fiction about women or civilians during world war ii anything gothic and books where the location is practically a character like alaska
1: love it
0: i like werewolves female werewolves and wolves yes two separate categories but i can see why they're different they are yeah So you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. If you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month, you can sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. Before we solve all your book club problems, we're going to take a quick break. Mallory, have you ever microdosed? I have. I have many times after I finish working out help me relax a little bit and make my muscles feel good. Uh, I have, when I needed a little creative boost, I have when I needed a little sleeping boost because I have insomnia and I have a really hard time with it. That's amazing. Guess who our sponsor is this week? Reading Glasses is sponsored this week by Microdose Gummies. Uh, And if you listen to the show, you've probably heard about microdosing. If not, all you need to know is that all sorts of people like... Your old glassers here. These old glassers. <laughs> uh, these old glassers uh, are, are microdosing daily to feel healthier and perform better. Yeah. And look, people, these these
1: taste good, and they'll make you feel good. Which is, what more can you ask for? It's for creative work. It's to help you wind down. It's to help you sleep. It's to get you in the zone. It's for whatever you want to do. And microdose is available nationwide.
0: Really, and the thing you should know, too, is that these gummies deliver a perfect entry-level dose of THC. Uh, so... They're making you feel just the right amount of good. They're not going to send you off into the galaxy. You're not going to eat an entire bag of hot Cheetos. Actually, you might because I, I just do that regardless. Sure, But there it's entry-level doses of THC to help you get a boost – for early in your day to be creative or get a uh what's the opposite of a boost at the end of the day when you're trying to Just go help you to sleep? wind down, help you, help you relax. To boost or unboost you. So to learn more about microdosing THC, you can go to microdose.com and use code glasses to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description, but again, that's microdose.com, code CLASSES. glasses. 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 J. Keith,
1: do you know what I love more than the trivia, comedy, and celebrity guests on our podcast, Go Fact Yourself? No. What, Ellen? Sharing all of those things with an actual audience.
0: Yes. Well, lucky for you, Go Fact Yourself is back to being a live audience show. Woohoo! Yeah, we've got a free recording coming up on January fifteenth in Los Angeles and February eleventh in Pasadena.
1: And if you can't make it there, all of our recordings will still be available as a podcast. Twice a month, every month, on maximumfun.org.
0: Yeah, no excuses. So if you're not listening,
1: you can go fact yourself.
0: This week, we know that book clubs can be an absolute blast, but sometimes being in one can lead to some complicated problems that don't have easy answers, or at least they don't seem like they do. We are here to help. One of the problems we get emailed about the most is about what to do if you hate the book. Mm. We get so many of these emails, and here's a great example from a listener named Ari. Ari. Ari says, over COVID, we started a book club and initially got a recommendation list from the library, but have since moved into people recommending them. Twice now, we've had two books I hate, but I feel like I can't DNF, do not finish, or did not finish, them because they are book club books. Instead, I just talk about how much I hate them. Any recommendations on what to do? So, yeah, this is definitely the most popular question, which is why we're starting with it. What do you do if you don't like or you don't want to read the book? Bria? Uh, don't read it. Yep. Listen. You don't
1: have to read it. You definitely don't have to finish it. I will say, for me, I like in my book club, I don't know if we've ever had a consensus about whether or not people love a book. There, like, there's always someone who dislikes the book we, we read. There's always someone who didn't finish the book that we read. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you certainly do not have to finish it, but you need to be able to talk about why. And I would say, if you can, try to start it. Try to get a, read a page. Read one yes. page. Read one
0: sentence. You don't have to read the whole thing, and you do not do not have to finish it at all.
1: No, no. But I would say if it's your book club and you are committed, it's part of the group activity. Mm-hmm. And if you don't read any of it, and also, like, the person who picked it, I mean, like, you need to at least give them a shot because you yes. chose to be in this book club. Yeah. if you don't want to read it, don't be in the fucking book club. <laughs> like- and I will say, yeah, if,
0: if it's gone to the point where you're into this yeah. book club and it's, like— the past three, four, or five books you have not liked, it might be time to find a different book club. That's of your life. Four or five, that's a long time. I don't know how long it is. I
1: don't know how long between your book club. But I just think, look, you can always come in and say, I think it actually makes the conversation pretty interesting because you can say, I don't like the language. I didn't like the characters. I didn't like whatever. I think that is really helpful. Or or, um, if you're like, hey, you know what? I tried this, but I just don't like apocalyptic fiction. The people hopefully running your book club will go, Mm. Ooh, okay. Let's not. Let's try to not do one of those for a little while again. Like, or when someone's like, "Hey, I want to pick this book." Like, "Hey, just so you know, that didn't go over." So, well. like in my book club, YA does not go over well. And interesting, um, the woman who runs it will tell you because we did, we all did pick books last year. <laughs> I did pick a YA book, but um, <laughs> but uh, I, I like, I think like she will say to you, YA doesn't go over well. So if you like, just so you know when you're picking your book, don't maybe don't pick a YA. Book, but Mallory, I think we can agree: you're not obligated to read or finish in- anything. Absolutely, but you need to like make sure you have an opinion, which is why you're going to the book club. But if you are hating every book, I think you shouldn't be in this book club because there's nothing worse than it just being a bu- someone who just shit talks a book every single month.
0: And I also think it's totally okay that if you like, maybe you don't even if you don't even want to read a page, if you are so certain that you are going to detest this book. It's totally okay to be like, you know what, guys? I really don't want to read this. I'm going to skip this month. Yeah, or just say, I can't come this next
1: month. Like, yeah. you can't come because you're not going to be reading that book. So you cannot come. Yep. And there's a lot of times where, like, I mean, there's been times where I know people have not come to our book club because they didn't have time. Yeah. You know, they didn't have time. And, and for whatever reason, they didn't read the book. And that's fair, too. Also, people have shown up when they didn't read the book at all. And they just listen to the conversation. And it's just a socializing time for them.
0: And I think yeah. that's okay, also. And the thing is, you're unless you were in a very weird book club... These people are your friends or friendly with you and they do not want you to waste your time on a book that you hate. They are not specifically like, we're going to get them and pick this book that they know they hate. Like most book clubs try to find something that people will generally like. And if this just isn't for you, you can uh, exempt yourself for a month. Just like Bria said, read a page and say this wasn't for you, but you are never ever obligated to finish no like no i i I guarantee if you tell your book club hey i really don't want to finish this book i hate it no one's going to be like no you got to yeah and if they are you shouldn't be in a book club with them because they probably yeah i think people know and
1: people get busy like sometimes people don't finish it just because they don't have the time so like don't feel bad about that just come with something to say which is the whole point of the book club coming with something to say with an opinion
0: about the book yes and if you don't want to do that, you don't have to go. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Exactly. What are the problems people have, Mallory? Another problem we get a lot of emails about is how to choose a book yeah. for a book club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never really realize how many books there are in the world until you are trying to choose one how for many your book club. So many. Okay. <laughs> so many books. Uh, so we, we do have some parameters and some tips from the many times that we have run group reads and book club things for the show. Um, first one, we'll tell you right now, the best type of book to choose is a backlist book. It is. Book that has been out for at least two years. Because then
1: you know that it'll be available for people. There won't be a huge wait at the library. Mm -hmm. um, And and also, it's easier. You don't have to buy a hardcover book, which is going to be very expensive for people.
0: Yeah, it's probably going to be in paperback, which, you know, is good for a lot of reasons. And... Uh, Something that we try to do is check to see if there are any big content warnings that you can flag for everybody ahead of time, just in case, just so you're not springing anything on anyone. And something that we also try to do is make sure it's available in all formats so that people can listen to the audiobook if they want to.
1: Yeah, which is a lot of books now. Like, I I feel like it's it's pretty easy. I mean, we have – there was one we chose one time, Mallory, that was – translated a translated book and we was not available in audio i forget it was early and we, on in the we show. ended up pulling it and doing a different one instead but yeah i mean i would say in my book club about half the people do audiobook
0: yeah and yeah i mean I, I think when you're running a book club and you're a bunch of people who are excited about books you might be tempted to be like oh this book is the hot new buzzy book This is coming out i'm really excited about it but you're gonna find a lot of people you know they get books from the library they can't they won't be either, you know, they'll have to wait for it or they're not, they're going to buy it. And it's, it's always good to give people the option to get books from the library for a book club because if they don't like it, then they're going to be grumpy that they spent the money on it.
1: Yeah. And I think like, look, if you've been in a book club for years and years and years... We are doing some, like, newer titles just because we do so many backlists. And I think yeah. that that's well, fine Well, you guys alternate, right? We alternate, and then, uh, yeah, we alternate doing a Stephen King book, and then we do a horror book, like, every other month. Um, and then sometimes we just do horror books. So it just kind of all depends. But I think once you've been there for a certain amount of time with your book club, I think you can get a sense of whether or mm-hmm. not people are open to getting a brand new book. But I think, especially when you're first starting, start with those backlist books. Start with books that you know are kind of good. Like, that's the thing about a backlist book is that you can look at it and go like, oh, this has amazing reviews. It was nominated for these awards. I know that when we're reading it, it will at least be something that a lot of people will respond to.
0: Absolutely. yeah. You can kind of get a sense of a book. We're not going to give you any tips on genre because there are people who read nonfiction book clubs or horror book clubs. But if you know people, you can kind of get a sense of what people what people like to read. I would say no gigantic books. Remember that Zoom party we did last year where someone was reading like a thousand page book for their book club? Wow, Yeah. Don't yeah. do that to people. We, what I are mean, you doing? Or if you
1: are, you need to give them uh, we six will, months. Yeah, <laughs> we will give like we did read
0: The Stand
1: and we and like we took two months to read it instead of our normal one month
0: which is good yeah be be mindful of people's time try not to pick a thousand page honker try to pick something that is pretty easily accessible for Mm -hmm. people and you know again unless you've been with them for a really long time and you know that like okay we all want to do this we are all on board with this really difficult book but other than that try to pick something that is that people want to read and people are able to read and even when they're really really busy uh all right Priya what is the last big question that we get emails about a lot. Well, it's how to start a book club, which is yes. which is very hard. But Mallory, you've done this
1: before. You want to you want to give people some tips on how to start a book club. Oh, yeah. I've only joined a book club. I'm not a,
0: a book oh, club yeah. starter. I used to be a book club. You you were like not only a starter, you were like a master starter. I If you've just started listening to the show, I will tell you. I used to run three different branches of a book club. I used to run them all myself. Yeah. So I would drive to three different states every week or two yeah, and that's run on all, all the meetings. Boy, that's how much I love a book club. Um, uh, But I will say, so the hardest part, the biggest thing, and the thing that people ask us about is finding people. That's mm-hmm. really, you need the club part. Yeah, you do need the club. And the, <laughs> the thing is, it has to be other people, not yourself. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so it's obviously easiest to ask friends and ask those friends to ask friends because then they're all people that are vetted and- it's, it's people already kind of know each other. If you're getting, bringing a bunch of strangers together, it, be, it can be tough. You really need somebody there to kind of be the engine for conversation because if you get a bunch of strangers, everyone gets kind of quiet and sure. it's weird. Um, but if you do need more people, you can always ask your local library or bookstore or both if they have a bulletin board you can advertise your book club on. That's what we did. We, I think we also advertised at, at some local coffee shops, which was fun. Um, and if you were inviting people you were not super close with, I would recommend picking an accessible pub Place like a bar or a coffee shop, and you can give the the place a heads up ahead of time so they can reserve a nice big table for you. There's nothing more uncomfortable than when you finally get everyone together and you meet at a place and you forgot to call in a reservation and there's nowhere for everyone yes, to sit. That's the worst. Uh, but I yeah definitely recommend a nice in person place, uh, and if you want to do an online one over Zoom. See if you can join some online bookish places where you can recruit. You have to be pretty bold. Just go to Facebook groups, Goodreads groups, subreddits, and be like, hey, I'm starting this online book club. Be very upfront about what you want.
1: Oh, yeah. I think it's good to be clear about what you want. And like Mallory's saying, like you don't have to go to bookish places online. Like it could be like the mom group in your neighborhood. It yeah, could be it depends on like, what you want. people you went to high school with group, whatever it is. Like you, it could be just a group of friends that know each other. And it's just a way to kind of, yeah get people together.
0: Yeah. Really think about what your goals are for a group. Are you, is there a specific type of book you want to read? You just want regular bookish friends. Really think about that intention ahead of time, because once you get a group of people together and they're looking at you to lead and to organize, you've got to know what you want to do. A hundred percent. You do need to be the captain
1: of the book ship here. And I will say my book club, I think runs really well because one woman is in charge of it. And she always asks our opinion about new members. She actually keeps the number of members very low. Like, mm-hmm. we have 12 members, and she won't let it get above that. We've only had one new person join since I joined. Uh, like, I, there's, I think, yeah, we just had only had one person, new person join in the last two years. Um, and she also takes notes at every meeting sends out reminders and listens to us about the books we want to read. And she gets consensus from everyone when we're choosing a new book. Awesome. But it's just helpful to have one person who you know is going to make sure the conversation stays on track. She also does that. She comes with questions, and I see them in her little notebook where it's like, that's a great fucking idea. She comes with questions, and then she also looks around, and if someone isn't talking, she'll say, hey, did you want to say something about the book? Or did you have an opinion? Like, she knows everyone in the group really well. They're all her friends. So she organizes the group but it's been really cool, and it's it's been a fun way for me to like make new friends um, uh, and read stuff. But it also just works because she organizes it. So if you are starting a book club, you've taken upon yourself to be that person.
0: Yes, that was, if you were a person who is very shy, who is very has a hard time leading conversations, but um, it's, it's something that you you're going to have to uh, a role you're going to have to step into. So be prepared for that. Coming with questions is a great idea. If you're looking for a place to get those questions. Get the paperback version. Yeah. There's a lot of book club discussion questions in the backs of paperbacks. Uh, a lot of books will have them on, like, um, look at a book put out by Penguin Random House. And you go to the book's webpage on the Penguin Random House website. Sometimes they'll have book club questions for you, or you can just Google the title of the book plus book club questions. But yeah, you really have to be prepared to be a moderator, you know, an an engine of conversation, because again, people are giving you their time and Mm -hmm. you want to make sure that, you know, you're keeping things moving. And, but also you don't want to be a tyrant. Make sure that you are yeah. You're and not running what, people's lives. Yeah, and see what people are responding to
1: and, and yeah, being nice about it. But I do think it's important, like, to keep things moving and to make sure people know that they need to come. And uh-huh. if they're going to commit to something, they need to commit.
0: But if they aren't going to come, then they shouldn't be in the book club. <laughs> and if that seems like a lot of work for you, which I will say, it is. It is a lot of work to do that. Yeah. Uh, I used to run a book club where we didn't all read the same thing. Uh, oh, it was yeah. a book club where... We met at a pizza place to talk about what we were currently reading, and it was honestly the fucking greatest thing. Oh, yeah, that's nice. We had so much fun, and it was great. So I've seen some people asking about that, and I do highly recommend it because then there's no pressure. Um, There were some people who would show up and be like, yeah, I'm still reading the same thing I was last week. And we'd be like, well, what's happened? Is you Are you liking it? You can get book recommendations. It's, it's really more of like a bookish club. Yeah, that does yeah. This is a club for people who read. <laughs> yeah, it's like reading club and honestly, it was a blast. We I still talk to a lot of people from there even though I haven't done it in a really long time. Just remember really the point of a book club is to have fun with your bookish friends, not to enforce homework. So if you're not comfortable with that role or honestly if you don't want to do you just want more bookish friends, you're not interested in reading a specific book with people, that's okay. You can find or start one of these types of book clubs and you'll have a blast. Yeah. Uh, so you can send your thoughts or other book club questions you have to reading glasses Podcast at gmail.com. Before we test out some book tech, we're going to take a quick break. Hey, Mallory, what are you drinking right now? I am drinking coffee from Trade Coffee.
1: Oh, wow. And this week, we are sponsored in part by Trade Coffee.
0: Yes, I am definitely a coffee drinker. If you are a coffee drinker, maybe a coffee lover. What Trade Coffee is, it is a coffee subscription service that makes it easy and convenient to discover new coffees and make your best cup of coffee at home every day. I drink decaf coffee, and most of the time when I go to the grocery store, there's not a lot of great options. Almost every coffee company they only offer like one decaf and most stores don't carry it because not a lot of people drink decaf. But I have an anxiety disorder. If I have caffeine, I will vibrate into another dimension. But trade absolutely solved that problem for me. They deliver. You can set your subscription to any any way you want. You can have it every week. You can have it every month. You can have one bag. You can have four bags. I get two bags delivered to my house every two weeks of decaf. And every time it's from a new company, I get to try new decafs and then I get to rate the ones that I like, the ones that I really love, the ones I don't want to have again. It really makes my coffee drinking so much easier. I drink a full pot of decaf every morning. So I drink a lot of coffee and I go through it and being able to have it delivered right to my door makes it so easy and so great and makes me really happy. So have a better year by upgrading your morning routine with better coffee. Right now, Trade is
1: offering our listeners a free bag of coffee with any subscription at drinktrade.com slash glasses. That's drinktrade.com slash glasses for a free bag of coffee with any subscription purchase. drinktrade.com slash glasses. Glasses.
0: hey there it's annabelle gerwidge and i'm lara house we host tiny victories the 15 minute podcast that's about the little things getting into the tiny victory frame of mind is about recognizing minor accomplishments and fleeting joys isn't it a wonderful day When the first password you try actually works. When it's freezing cold outside and toasty as all get out in my shower, my tiny victory is that I turn off the water and get on with my day. We can't change this big dumb world, but we can celebrate the tiny wins. So join us on Maximum Fun or wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's Let's get get tiny. tiny! Time to test out some book tech, advances in bookish technology. This week's book tech was sent to us by... We don't know. We don't sorry. know. We may have lost the
1: piece of paper. By we, I mean me.
0: Could sorry not about find that. It. Let us know. We will shout you out on the next episode if you sent this to us. But it is called the Blue Tracker Reading Guide. And it basically is a rectangle of transparent blue thin plastic it's about the size of like a big index card with a long thin cutout that is about the size of a line on the page and it says it's for focusing on text and marking key areas so it's basically a a big index card sized piece of plastic with a hole cut in it that you put it and you like move it slowly down the page as you read so you can only see one sentence at a time yeah bria what did you think of this i
1: mean i get it i get what it is I got the space, so it has kind of a lot of space in the little yeah, a- blank. So I feel like if you were reading book, I mean, it was perfect for me because I read such giant text on my. <laughs> but uh, for those who read regular sized
0: text books, I thought was it too big for your text? So no, I, it was it, right. Okay, if it for me. I, if you were reading a mass market paper bag, it might be too big. Maybe. T- okay. Um, I,
1: you know, it's funny. I was like, I would never use it, but I could see the difference. So when I was, so you know, you put it on your your book and then you kind of pull it down the page as you're reading and I could tell that I was reading I was concentrating more and I think that that is the key is that it makes you concentrate because you're moving it you have to read the line that you're on Um, and I did have someone who has dyslexia use it Um, And he said that he thought it was helpful for him with his dyslexia. Cool. So I think with something like that is kind of what it's designed for, Mm -hmm. for people who have dyslexia or maybe if you have trouble concentrating. I I think think we talked A little bit of a speed reading thing. I was just going to say, I think we talked about this during our speed reading episode. It helps you read faster. It's supposed to help you read faster. I'm not sure if it did. For me, it felt like it was busy having this like, it's too much. I don't want to accoutrement with my my reading. I'm never going to take the time. But I appreciated what it was. Mm-hmm. I found it a little weird that it was transparent on the blue part outside of the line you could read because I was still looking at those lines. Oh, I was not. Oh, you weren't. Interesting. Anyway, I would give it a four out of five pages just because I thought it was cool and I think for certain people it would be very cool. It just wasn't super helpful for me and I'm not going to go pick it up mm-hmm. to use it, but I could see how it could help you
0: concentrate. What did you think? I scoffed at this originally. Oh, I was like... What did it sound like, your scoff? <laughs> Oh, wow. I was like, what am I going to use this for? And then I liked it way more than I thought I was (laughs) going to. If you were a person who likes to follow along with your finger or a pen while you read, these are probably going to be awesome for you. Oh,
1: oh, that was the other thing I was going to say. If you are a person who needs to highlight in a neat box or underline very neatly, this would be perfect because it does like, it has straight lines and you could totally
0: like- it's like like a little ruler. You could draw a little box around a sentence or something. It's really, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um- Or maybe if you're a person like who, like me, can accidentally get ahead of yourself. I've talked on the show before about how if I'm reading like a horror book or a thriller, sometimes I have to cover up the page with my hand because I'm so desperate to know what is happening and like during an intense scene that I will like my eyes will look down. And so I can absolutely see myself using this. While I'm reading an intense thriller or horror, like, keep it so I can't see what's yes. happening. Um, my only problem with this is that for a book that doesn't lie flat, like a new paperback, it can be kind of unwieldy on the left-hand pages. Oh, interesting. I only used it on a Kindle. Oh, know, which also
1: may be the problem is that the Kindle's glowing through, and that's why I maybe think the that's transparent why, part yeah, bothered me. Because uh, it didn't bother me at all. Okay. Uh,
0: but. You know, I used it on a on a trade paperback on like on the right hand side where the pages are pretty flat already, very easy to use. But it did require like a little extra finagling on the other side, so I can kind of see that being annoying. But for the price, they're very cheap. Oh, yeah, yeah, and you get a bunch. you get a ton. yeah, so they're I think they're worth for the price. If you were a person who likes any of this stuff, it is very worth trying. And like Bria said, if you are an underliner, I tested it out, and the cutout is great for using to draw a straight line under a sentence. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving it four out of five pages, and it made me think of something that I made for myself. So my boyfriend Jeremy loves to laugh that I am. I love horror, and folks you would not believe the fact that I'm a big baby when it comes to watching horror movies oh uh uh-huh. I watch almost exclusively horror movies and I read so much horror but I still get really scared so what I did is I got a big I got an, exactly the same size of this piece of cardboard and I poked a little hole <laughs> in it and I taught and I taped it to a wooden spatula uh-huh that my boyfriend is very grumpy that he can't use anymore and I watch you horror watch movies through looking through the hole. It's like the opposite happen?
1: of an opera gl- of opera glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's going to happen if it just can't get you be- behind the cardboard? I just i am not seeing the whole screen. Oh. <laughs> 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 or because the good thing about the hole, like, I either thought I. thought it was like you just are hiding behind the cardboard. No, no, no,
0: I'm not. I can see enough of it. This is the equivalent of putting your hands over your eyes, but you've made, you've but made a. But it, it, your hand get t- gets tired after a while, so I can keep my hand at my side and use the handle of the spatula. Are you doing it for the whole movie? Not through the whole movie, but for long periods of time, wow. for sure. And what's nice, so I I I don't hear super well, and we always keep subtitles on. And sometimes what I'll do is I'll have the straight line of the bottom edge of the piece of cardboard just, just above the subtitles, the subtitle you, so I, I can listen. read what's happening. You know, I
1: recently and not see the scary. Stuff. I recently watched Triangle of Sadness. Have you seen this movie? No. Okay. Y'all, spoiler. There's a real gross part in the middle. That's all I'm going to tell you. Really disgusting. And it was the first time in a long time I shut my eyes. Do you and, want me to make you one of these? And covered. I needed. I needed a Mallory. Um. Uh, I don't know the word. We for called this. it. A,
0: we've started calling it a spook
1: stopper. <laughs> yeah, very good. Very good. I was going to say <laughs> horror blocker, but yeah, great. Um. I need one of those for that. man. If you watch Triangle of Sadness, just warning everyone: the middle part,
0: gross. All right. So this is this is the opposite of a spook stopper. It lets you read faster. Mm-hmm. And I think we both really liked it. We'll put a link to it in the show notes, but um, I think it could be really, really helpful. And you know what? Maybe, maybe I should try watching a horror movie through it. <laughs> I'm interested to find if a bee- if that as a use. <laughs> I'll tape it to another one of our spatulas and my boyfriend will get even more angry that all of his, Cooking utensils are slowly being taken away. But it is now can
1: watch a movie. Listen,
0: do you want to eat or you want to watch a movie? Because he also got mad at me even though, so we, you know how Apple TV remotes are wicked tiny? Yeah. Every single day we would drop it in the hole in the couch and it would like, so what I did is I taped it to a spatula. Oh, that's actually really smart. And you know how many times we've lost that fucking thing? I bet zero. Zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's very mad about losing another spatula, but we have never lost that fucking remote. Oh, good, good, good you know what giving out all these hot tips yeah, for free wow. people yeah Mallory Mallory's a... over here
1: inventing things <laughs> uh, Mallory you ever have a problem people historian tape something, to a,
0: tape something to a spatula you invent
1: things but everything is just something taped to a just, spatula it's just my
0: store but it's uh, nothing but things taped to spatulas.
1: yeah yeah and everyone's like have you noticed and
0: like no I've never noticed my poor exactly. boyfriend is like I haven't been able to cook in three <laughs> years uh, so you can send your book tech ideas or your hot spatula tips to reading glasses podcast at gmail.com or check out the wish list we have in the show notes now let's answer a recommendation request from one of our listeners taylor writes in hello mallory and bria first thank you thank you thank you for putting this beautiful fucking podcast out into the world i look forward to it every week and i just love the energy in every episode i'm also writing in with a recommendation request for my husband we are expert husband book recommenders truly
1: we are yeah Give us
0: your husbands. (laughs) No, we we don't want your husbands, but we do want to help them read. So Taylor says he doesn't enjoy reading as much as me, and I don't try to push him. He does most of his reading on planes, and I recently bought him Dead Space by S.A. Barnes to read on his way to a bachelor party. He didn't finish it on the plane, but did once he got home. Then last night, he told me he needed another quote unquote space spoop, which (laughs) is what we call this genre spooky things that happen in space. I have Salvaged by Madeline Rue on the list, but was wondering if you had any others. It's a dream for my husband to ask me for more book recommendations thank you so much also as a tangent that you don't have to read if this makes it onto the show but we are gonna read it i just listened to this week's episode where you mentioned folks writing in complaining about how much y'all curse fuck that when i was in high school i got reprimanded by a coach who heard me say fuck in a sentence and he said that's not appropriate language for nice young ladies listen buddy i hear how you talk to your football players and how they talk around you and i sense the gender bias anyway all that to say you do you i will say yeah all coach the- we get a lot of really nasty emails, most of them directed specifically at me about how much we swear, even though we have a podcast that is labeled explicit. And I do absolutely think that male podcasters do not get the same stuff that we do. I think a lot of it is, is very gendered.
1: Yeah. I also'm like, just don't listen to it.
0: Then. I know, it's very what strange. Is,
1: like, Why are you taking adults. more we're time out to of your speak life? Like
0: how we want. I don't understand. Like, yeah, it's uh, it's but I, I, I 100% agree with Taylor that, I think it is a it is a gendered thing, and people get mad, especially because we are women. Mm. But will I stop? Nope. Fuck All right. You mean fuck no? Fuck no. Yeah. Bria, <laughs> what should Taylor's husband read? Um, I'm
1: gonna go with *Luminous Dead* by Caitlin Starling, Very a book spooky. I love. High, high levels of space spook. Well, it's 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 space monsters, but spelunking. So it's basically it's it's spaloop. it's less about balloons. Sp- I don't know. Uh, it's less about spaceships than Dead Space, which is a fucking just great book. Obviously, one of my top books of the year last year. Um, it uh, but it has sci-fi elements and it has a like stuck in this situation feeling. So it's like about a woman who signs up to go into these caves in, on this like foreign planet. Um, and, uh, she's like, yeah, I know how to do this. And then she gets in there and it slowly reveals she doesn't know what she's doing and, but she's down there looking for something very specific to her life. And she only has one other woman she can talk to, uh, via the suit thing that she's in. And there's giant, like, graboid, like, monsters in there. And, um, it's just a really great book. I also was thinking about this this morning in the shower, don't ask me why I was thinking about this particular showers inside of a spaceship,
0: although right. I guess of all the places in your house, the shower is the most spaceship like
1: I was thinking you should have your husband try out Hyperion Dan oh. Simmons Hyperion from nineteen eighty nine look it's an older book. it's book fucking' Rules. It's part of a three part trilogy I believe is right um. Let me look here. Oh, no, it's got more than... Oh, no, it's got two. And then um, there's other ones that come in. Hyperion and Fall of Hyperion. These are fucking wacky, weird... Not wacky, but they're weird books, all set in space. It's about these people, and they're going to this planet. And it is just a very crazy, cool book. And it's kind of where all these space Trek books that get a little trippy along the way, I feel like they all kind of... Stemmed from Hyperion, you know, because it's from the '80s. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, look, if you like Dead Space, I think you could also get into this. And it's not like a hard read. It's like it's. I mean, it's not hard sci-fi. It's like very strange and cool and scary. It scared the shit out of me when I I read. I know, scary. Yeah, scary.
0: Wow. Um. Yeah. What do you have for this husband? So I'm gonna recommend a book from an author we've talked about on the show a bunch. You have talked about this author a ton and interviewed this author. Uh, but I don't think we've actually mentioned this book specifically. This is shame on me. I ha- I didn't I didn't get to read this book this year. It's Far from the Light of Heaven by Tade Thompson, mm-hmm. who is our OG book slut. Yeah, yeah. We have uh Tade to thank for inspiring our book slut shirt and this. Uh, far from the Light of Heaven is basically it's like a locked room murder mystery in space. Um, and it's about this giant ship that is bringing a huge colony of people to a new home. And they're all sleeping because, you know, the long journey they've all been like put into this sleep. And when they arrive, the first mate wakes up and she finds that some people have been murdered. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, <whistles> Imagine if you got murdered and that noise played. I'd be that so, be so very mad. Good. I'd be so upset. Um, but yeah, so it's like, it's not like, like, oh, like intense scariness. It's more thrillery, but I think it's gonna hit a lot of the boxes that um that Taylor's husband is, is looking for. And uh, you know, it, we love Tade Thompson here. Yeah, on reading glasses, yes. it's great. Um, so that is Far from the Light of Heaven by Tade Thompson. And my Luminous Dead by Kalen Starling. Or check out the Hyperion book. It's great. Uh, so if you want us to solve your reader problem or answer your recommendation request you can send it to reading at at gmail.com as always we want to thank the wonderful mods who run our facebook group especially now because neither of us are on facebook anymore who knows what's going on over wow. there but we no really appreciate land, that it, yes. the ship is being run by lovely lovely folks we really appreciate them they put so much work and do so much cool stuff over there and chrissy and rachel who moderate our goodreads page remember you can buy reading glasses totes shirts stickers Pillows, journals, shirts, and sweatshirts and different colors. Uh, you know, we should announce, Bria, the most popular design we had last year was Library User. I love it, people love the Library User sweatshirt, it is our hot, hot ticket item. Um, but our newest one is My Other Car is a TBR list sticker, and it is currently my favorite. <laughs> uh, you can go check out the link in the show notes to our Void March store, and if you like the show, can do something really nice for us for free by rating and reviewing us on the podcast listening app of your choice. I finally, for the first time ever, looked over at our Spotify, and we have a uh, five-star average rating, and we have almost 300 over there. Oh, we're almost well we are up- almost. can do better than that. Come on, Spotify listeners. We're up to almost 1,400 on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes, um, but if you were a Spotify person, you could definitely uh, help us out by raising that number, which is pretty cool. Uh, so it really, it, besides us thinking it's cool and exciting, it really is great for us and helps us reach a bigger audience, helps Helps spread the show, helps convince people to listen to it because people look at it and they're like, ooh, this many reviews. I, I want to listen to that. I was actually just having a conversation with someone who, that they're like us, they're like, I, you know, pick whether or not I check out a new show by how many reviews it has. Yeah. So you were literally helping us out for free by doing that. Uh, it takes 30 seconds and you can do it on your phone. Uh, you can email us at Podcast at gmail Dot com find us on twitter reading g podcast on instagram at reading glasses podcast thanks for listening and thanks for reading thanks for reading